Welcome to the People Experience Pulse podcast, your gateway to the new frontier of human experiences at work. On the PX Pulse, we're all about elevating experiences, fostering belonging, and building remarkable workplace cultures in a fast evolving world. What if we told you that as a leader, you should not be the first voice people hear during a meeting? You might be thinking, that doesn't make sense, then who? Today, we have another special Strategies for Success episode featuring our hosts, Vicki Flyer-Hudson and Jeff Bond, in this series on All Hands Meetings. Vicki and Jeff discuss the importance of taking a human-centered approach to your All Hands Meeting, as well as share some examples of how you can put your people first and keep them engaged in your next meeting. Stay tuned after this break as Vicky and Jeff bring you insights in crafting a successful all-hands meeting or any meeting. Are you looking to make your workplace more human? Check out my friends at Coolleaf. What I love about Coolleaf is that it helps leaders create connection, engagement, and recognition. You can celebrate team wins, reward colleagues, and have fun with your coworkers. You can build a culture of appreciation and feedback that boosts morale, retention, and performance. Listen to this clip from their podcast, The Great Retention, to hear how Coolleaf transformed a company culture. We needed a way for people to connect, and there was people who would work together and talk to each other on the phone every day. Uh, who didn't even know them that well, and they had no way to appreciate them. What we liked about Cool Leaf was that there is that social element to it. Cool Leaf gave us an opportunity to allow our people to appreciate others that they worked with on a daily basis, but just never saw in person. Not only did it give managers a tool to recognize their people, but from a culture perspective, it allowed people to connect. And it was really cool as a chief marketing officer to see some of the interactions that were happening on the feed, because that's something that we wouldn't have had if we didn't have a tool like that. Coolleaf also simplifies measuring and improving the employee experience with pulse surveys, rewards, and integrations with your everyday tools. To learn more about Coolleaf and how it can make your work more human, visit coolleaf.com slash try Coolleaf. That's C-O-O-L-E-A-F dot com slash try Coolleaf to book your free demo today and see how top workplaces use Coolleaf to put their people first and thrive. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another Strategies for Success episode. I'm glad to be here with my co-host, Vicki. Vicki, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing so well, and I am so glad that we get to continue this conversation about all-hands meetings as a special series. We've already covered the topic of could your all-hands meeting have been an email, and we love that. Go back and listen to the previous Strategies for Success episode if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, but today we are going to dive into the topic of why your executive leaders should never speak first at your all hands meeting, usually. I'm excited to dive into this, Vicki. How about you? I'm excited to talk about this subject too, because I am passionate about making all hands meetings better. They're just not that exciting, they're boring, they're ineffective, and <laughs> they're missed opportunities. I actually recently heard about a company that does incredible work, like life-saving work in the medical field, but their all-hands meetings literally consisted of their CEO speaking for an hour and a half every single time. And then they were wondering how they can get their people to be more connected. I just found that really interesting. 
Yeah, we find this to be very commonplace with large companies that CEOs and executive leaders are the only ones ever seen and heard at all hands meetings, which is very important. Don't get us wrong in terms of that visibility and the transparency and being able to speak to the people and for them to connect more personally, particularly the bigger you get and the more distributed you are uh, to make them visible. But it's also this opportunity to draw visibility to your people and to open up a meeting in a profound way that allows people to see themselves being represented uh, in a way that segues to the leader for them to then be able to provide those updates and transparency and visibility that is critical in those moments. And so it's a little bit more about sharing the stage. And we're going to dive into some of the practical ways that we've done that. Absolutely. But I think it's important, the point you brought up about you know, the executives still need to speak and the leaders still need to speak, but that's not all that needs to happen in an all hands. And I think that's one of the myths that we hear a lot within companies. There's a lot of misconceptions around all hands meetings and what they have to be. I think most companies seem to have it in their minds that the purpose of an all hands meeting is for top leadership to give updates. And therefore, they always speak first. And sometimes they're the only ones that speak. And all of that is true, but it's more of an and. It's that and other things. So I think it's hard for organizations to imagine it any other way. But executives can give updates and you can still do what you are suggesting, Jeff, of make other people visible and demonstrate your values like inclusion and belonging and give the floor to people who maybe don't normally have a voice. Absolutely. And I know that this whole community believes in a human-centered approach to transform business and the way that we uplift humanity through the powers of inclusion and difference. And so a lot of our strategies and discussion today is going to be through the lens of being inclusive and making your values visible through these actions that you can take. And so getting beyond the myth that it's always the CEO that needs to be front and center stage the entire time is something that we want to discuss today and uh, and get into the core strategy. So Vicki, do you want to kick us off with, uh, with some of that core strategy discussion? Yeah. The, one of my favorite things that we have implemented in uh, some of our work with All Hands is guest MCs. So a lot of times the opening to the meeting is, again, an executive, maybe the top executive. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You can have somebody who uh, maybe as part of one of your employee resource groups or heritage months or, or just somebody who's doing great work in the company, kick things off as a guest MC, maybe even with a story or a message or something that can align with the executives updates, right? So diverse voices do not take away from executives and leaders. They actually add to them. And Jeff, I think you're the perfect person to tell us about how storytelling can be a fantastic strategy to get all hands meetings more engaged. Absolutely. And that opening is critical in terms of how it's conveyed and the stage and the tone that it sets for the meeting. And so one of the things that we really believe in is providing support and coaching to those speakers, particularly if they're not often ones to speak on such a large stage like this to help them move past anxieties and to be able to share their perspective and their stories 
in a way that gets people to stop and listen and be engaged. Because let's face it, most meetings, it only takes a few seconds for people to tune out and start doing other things on their computers, checking emails, their eyes are darting around. It's just, they're disengaged. And so how do we immediately use the art of storytelling to make a difference, to get people to lean in and to hear something that's emotionally moving. And so it's really important, not only for the sake of representation, to put somebody on stage before that leader to set the tone and to make values visible, but also to set them up for success so that when when you listen and you prep with them before the actual event itself, you're learning about their story, you're learning about their perspective, you're sharing with them the ways in which uh, the the run of show is going to convey, the content is going to convey uh, what's going on in the company right now so that they're not kind of disjointed from that message. And so using the powers of storytelling and coaching and providing that level of support is so critical uh, to, to being able to support that person and make it a successful way to open a meeting in a strong way. That is so true because there's two polls that I take pretty regularly of the folks that uh, we work with. And one of them is how long does it take you to start zoning out on a virtual presentation? And the average answer is one minute or less. And the other poll I take is uh, what is your number one fear? And for most people, that is public speaking. So that means that you you need to address both of those things. And I think through yeah, through through prepping people, because it's not easy for someone who doesn't have a lot of visibility in the company to suddenly be up in front of 500 or 700 people. That's pretty anxiety producing. So make sure that you set your folks up for success. And Jeff, you mentioned the run of show. Do you want to tell our listeners a little more about that? Because I think that's not a common technique that people use in all hands meetings. It's not. Yeah. And and really having good time stewardship. We touched on this in the last episode a little bit, but the importance of stewarding people's time well, starting on time, ending on time, rotating times in which you start so that it's inclusive for a globally diverse and time zone diverse audience. Uh, but really creating a run of show that says, okay, well, the opening remarks by the MC is going to be two minutes in length, sometimes four. And then we have a segue into the next element on stage, which could be another storytelling session from the uh, exec from the uh, ERG group that you're representing, or it could be the uh, kind of the state of the union address by the executive or the president or someone from the executive leadership team to provide that level of transparency. But having it clearly mapped out, the length of time in which each person speaks, the start time, the stop time, the way that you're spotlighting them on stage, uh, the, the elements on the content deck that you're providing, or if there's a supporting video, it's really important to map that out and plan that out in advance. And it doesn't have to be overly complicated. We track that in a uh, Google sheet and it's a template that we use every single time. And, and it has built-in calculations for the time. Just having that be a repeatable step of conveying clearly to everyone, this is the run of show. This is the tone we want to set. This is when we want to close, how we want to close and helping them with the content deck and having all of their talking points in there so that it's meeting those time commitments and that it's rehearsed, but not overly scripted and inauthentic. Uh, it's important that you provide that level of support for each speaker so that it flows really well and it's anchored to that central theme. Exactly. And in case any of our listeners are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, you don't have to do all of these things every single time or even at your first meeting. 
I would say it's really important just to start with small shifts, like small changes in your meeting. So maybe you could announce at your next all hands meeting that folks are going to see a change. Maybe they're going to see more diverse representation and state why that's happening. So all you have to do is make the announcement and then maybe try doing something else small, like featuring a particular group or just like you said, Jeff, rotating the time zone and demonstrate and state why you're doing that to say that, hey, we're a global company. We want to make sure that everybody uh, is sharing the burden of the time zone equally. So just communicate that to your staff so that they can understand that they're going to be seeing changes in these meetings and why they're going to be seeing them. And that alone can actually signal a shift in your culture, that you're, you're making strides toward shifting your all hands to something more engaging. Absolutely. And, and one of our clients that we've been working with for a couple of years now, just their whole team has said, this has transformed the way in which all meetings have been delivered and they're emotional and they're connecting people and they're conveying the most important points. They're reinforcing the values and the, and the current state of the business, even the most challenging things that they're going through. And I look back and I see how proud the executives are when their team is stepping up to the mic and sharing a powerful message before them. And it makes such a valuable difference. And, and I always hear that being referred to within the speeches that the executives are delivering. They'll, they'll say things like what so-and-so said in the opening, and they said it better than I could have ever said it. And you could just see how moving it is to them and how relieving it is to them to hear what their messages are be reinforced uh, on the front lines. So I highly encourage everybody to do that. That is so true. If you have like a central anchor to your all hands, then you everyone can can kind of gather around that and continue to reinforce those messages. Whereas if it's just a series of business updates, one after the other, without sort of a theme or something grounding it, it does feel it can just get pedestrian. As I heard one one of our um, folks we work with say, it can just feel repetitive and. Again, people will zone out no matter how important the business updates are because, again, you could send them in an email, sort of like we talked about in the last episode, and people might start wondering, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't I reading this in, a, in an email or a PDF or on Slack? You have to make them understand why they're in the meeting virtually or in person as opposed to reading about it. Well, as Vicki said, we encourage you all to take one small step out of what we discussed today. And as we wrap up, remember that these strategies are simply about opening up our imagination to new possibilities and celebrating the power of inclusion. For insights and to continue this conversation, we'd love for you to visit our website. It's peoplefirstelevation.com. If you would like to explore these ideas further, click on Let's Work Together to book a free, no pressure chat with us. We are here to collaborate and to support you. Thank you for joining us on the People Experience Pulse. And until next time, keep leading the charge in transforming workplaces. And remember, every step in this journey helps us shape the future of work. If you found value in today's conversation, we'd greatly appreciate it if you took a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Your feedback helps us deliver high value content and reach more listeners like you. You can find other inspiring episodes and additional resources at our website, thepxpulse.com. Join our community at thepxpulse.com. 
thank you again for joining us on the People Experience Pulse. Until next time, remember, the heartbeat of any organization is its people. Let's make every pulse count. Pulse.